2: Hey, there we are. We're live, everybody. Hello. How's everybody doing? We are live following UFC 280 with a brand new edition of On to the Next One. It is time to matchmake following a card that will have talking points and storylines to build on for the next several days at least. We have a new lightweight champion of the world. We saw fighters take some big leaps. We saw fighters take some tumbles. And we will discuss those for sure from a matchmaking perspective. I am Mike Eck, still here in New York. It has been a day, my friends. It has been a day. We won't get into it. But I'm here for a few more hours. And I am joined on this program, as always, by the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the prince of positivity, and the best friend, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Just just the mere thought, just the mere talk of you, AK. Got people here in the lobby of the hotel just fired up. So happy. How are you, my friend? Uh-
3: I'm great. The comments are also already fired up on YouTube. Uh, we'll talk about that more in a second. I see people wanting me to issue some sort of a apology to the new uh, lightweight champion Islam Makachev. but uh, Mike, I'm still kind of coming down. This is a, this was a weird card. It was a, in a way a good card, but it was weird in a way that one, it was kind of early. You know, normally you and I are pretty fried from staying up all night doing coverage and and getting ready for the show uh this time we had a lot of room to breathe before the end of uh, ufc 280 of course it was a pretty early time over here in uh, in north america and um and and to process kind of what happened we got we got a new champion we had a one of probably my least favorite title fights i've ever seen talking about the co-main event um we got super controversy uh with the uh with the o'malley Yan fight so a lot to process. A lot of a lot of people talking. A lot of stuff on social media, including myself. Uh, I, I, I'm, re- I'm ready. I've been I've been reading a lot of it. I've been. We've had some. Mike, you and I had to discuss two of the cringiest fighters uh, out, the, quote unquote fighters out there right now: McGregor and Sahudo Some of the comments they made. I've got. A, I'm still processing, but I think I'm ready. I'm ready to do today's show. And uh, and I'm. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in so far.
2: Yes. So to open the curtains, so to speak, I still have a lot of crap to do before I have to fly home. So we're going to go for like an hour, maybe a little more. I still need to like check out of here and do the packing of the stuff thing and all that super fun stuff. Like I said, it's been a morning. Had things gone to plan, we could have just gone as long as we wanted to, but it didn't. And nothing really did this weekend. So uh, we'll go as long as we can. We'll take as many listener submissions as we can at the end, and we'll likely just sort of pull them up. We'll we'll pull the comments up, and we'll make it up to you. Like, if you're a a regular podcast listener, we'll make it up to you. But this is what we have to do today to get a show. So let's get into it, AK. Islam Makachev, and maybe this is the opportunity for you to apologize or say what you have to say, but he is the best lightweight in the world. He's the new lightweight champion. He dominated Charles Oliveira, and this was the fight a lot of people expected on paper. This is what everything on paper told me this fight was going to look like. And he just did the damn thing. Islam is a man of his word. A lot of talk about the confidence, not just for himself, but for Habib, his entire team. And Islam delivered in the cage. Him and Habib delivered an A-plus promo after the fight. He had the face-off with Alexander Volkanovsky. And I got to say, AK, from where I was maybe Friday to where I am right now, I mean, my mind has shifted on this fight. It went from intrigue to all in. I'm all in on this. I'm all in. So to make my answer simple, we're just going to do this fight. Makachev versus Volkanovsky, February in Perth, main event for UFC 284. Lightweight title versus the number one pound for pound spot. Are you with me?
3: Yeah, I mean, I listen, and I, I, sh- I shouldn't mince words. I should just, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who always says when there's a super fight on the table, don't mess around, just do it. Uh, I will say I went a different direction this time. Maybe, maybe just because I expected you and everyone, and including myself, the first inclination just go with the Volkanovsky thing, and you certainly can't go wrong. I see your comments, Lee, in the in on you. I see. So, uh, sorry, this is for the podcast <laughs> listeners. Uh, someone's just uh, very adamant that I that I uh, anoint Islam Machado. Listen, he doesn't need me to anoint him. I, I'm the last person that that needs to give uh, Islam his flowers because that performance was incredible. You know uh, that like it went exactly like you said mike sort of as we expected it that wrestling of course he's going to go to it um and and uh uh uh, and charles Oliveira welcomed it he pulled guard within the first minute of the fight which i thought was bold but not not unlike what we've seen from charles in the past He, he believes in using that his strengths are better than anyone else's strengths he went right to it uh we thought that makachev's top game would give him a lot of problems it did in round one in my prediction i had thought that charles would then turn it up in the second round and find a way to finish islam but uh the second round was even more islam even more dominant he finished the fight uh I, if anyone's thinking like well maybe maybe charles should have just st- kept it standing uh makachev was doing really well on the feet too i mean it's not it's not like oh oliveira was like lighting him up and and shouldn't have gone to the ground it's like it was either 50-50 or 60-40 for makachev like he was landing some really good shots i think We've talked a lot about how he has better stand-up than habib not that habib needed to use it that much during his career because he could take down everyone uh makachev can too but i do think he's a better stand-up fighter than uh than habib and uh is maybe as good or again or better a stand-up fighter than charles aver he looks really good if it had stayed in the feet maybe it could have gone either way doesn't matter makachev was the one who dictated where this fight went um and uh, and he looked great in the ground I, amazing listen he submitted olivera it's not like he's the first person to do that but anyone who submits someone who i think is one of the best ground fighters ever in the lightweight division uh amazingly impressive so no, nothing but hats off to islam makachevin and mike as you said just perfect execution of the post fight call out him and habib um this is the start this could be the start of a really special run at 155. i'm glad afterwards he was kind of like Uh, You know, yeah, I may go up to welterweight someday, but let let me defend the belt here a few times. So whether that means he's going to defend it two or three times or go on like a seven fight title defense streak. I think anything's possible with this guy. I would like him. Excuse me. I would like him to keep sort of defending against lightweights, which is probably why I went with Benil Dariush instead. Um, There's also that part of me that's like, well, Benil just deserves a frigging title shot. Uh, The Volkanovski fight is so much juicier. I think the only uh, one more reason why I veered away from that is I think Islam will beat Volkanovski uh, and pretty convincingly. He's a, they're both great fighters, both great fighters, but I think size matters. I think that would be the difference here. Um, if any featherweight could go up and beat Islam, of course, Volkanovski is the one I would I would consider. But I think Makachev handles him, and I think that's just a bad moment for the Australian fans. <laughs> I think you don't want to end it in a downer, so I would give Volkanovski like a featherweight title defense. Let let him have a cool big moment where he. Where, where he just defends that featherweight title and then you build up to him in Islam and like Las Vegas or something that that fight should happen someday. I know we all want to see it, but Benil deserves a shot, man. I mean, Benil deserves a shot. This is getting ridiculous. The guys now, how many was straight now? Eight straight, eight, in a row. eight straight, eight in a row. Like this is absurd. Uh, 60, uh, what is he now? 16, four and one in the UFC. Uh, I think now third tied for the third most UFC lightweight victories. He's an exciting fighter, he won't advocate for himself, Mike, so I guess you and I have to do He kind of mentioned at the, uh, you know, not post-fight interview, but post-fight press conference, who else is there? And I'm like, even that's not a strong like, <laughs> even that's not a strong endorsement for yourself. Don't say don't say it like the UFC has no other options. Say it like the UFC has a bunch of options, and I'm the best one. So uh, I'm pulling a magic wand here. I think obviously the Volkanovski fight happens, but I'd love to see um, Daryush get his due, because other than that, it's just more tough fights ahead for Darius. I, I don't know what more the man has to do to earn a UFC TeleShot, shot.
2: Yeah, I, I just saw, uh, I pulled up a comment from a swell guy who said that Islam, yeah, was a great fighter, but doesn't have personality and that's his problem. You don't need it when you have Habib who has it all. Habib has personality. And I thought the whole thing was brilliant. Islam was humble, showed that side of him and then he just, DC, to his credit too, nailed it too. Gave it to Habib. Habib makes the call out. He invites Volkanovsky into the cage. They have the face off doesn't matter what you feel about Makachev's personality. So what if he's not going to get in there and sell the fight? You know who is? Habib will do it. He's the mouthpiece. He's the mouth of the South. He's like Jimmy Hart, Paul Heyman, all the great managers. He's not just a coach, but he's like, he's the mouthpiece. It's fantastic. I like, I love where this is going. I thought they did a fantastic job and this fight's going to be gigantic and I can't wait to see it. So for Oliveira, he vowed after the loss to, to get back to form. He's still going to be a guy that people are going to be excited to see his stock obviously drops here. I hope, hopefully, this incredible run he was on doesn't get forgotten. But to me, this one seems pretty easy, AK. Because I mean, I've, I'll just get this one out of the way. My official answer is Benil Dariush, because Dariush is not going to get a title shot. And like you said, Darius has done everything that he needs to do to get a title fight. He's just not going to get it. So it's unfortunate for Darius. I'm very happy to see that he actually got a win because the MMA gods just completely don't hate this guy, and that's always great to see. But I think Oliveira would be a a very solid consolation prize, one would think. But I do have another option out of the box, but I'd love to hear what you have to say about what's next for Charles Oliveira.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously I can't go Benny. I picked Benil Darius for Makachev uh i but again i went pretty simple here just picked another guy from the card someone who lost this is nothing to do with like oh who's going to get a title shot off this fight this would just be a sick as hell fight i would love to see charles Oliveira and gamrod fight yeah that could happen later down the road um and i know people go like man just can we give Gamrot like a, an easier fight no gamrod is freaking awesome and i want and charles olivera is freaking awesome and i just want to see them in there rolling and grappling and just st- like th- throwing haymakers um Gambra has become one of the most exciting guys in a division filled with exciting guys like i honestly as far as entertaining fights go he needs to build up more of a resume he's getting right up there with like G, poirier like the guy just doesn't have a bad fight he's super fun to watch so well-rounded some of the scrambles with darius were awesome um he really pushed darius to the limit like this loss was a, was a credit to darius how how resilient and what a veteran he is because a lot of people would have wilted under the pressure that Gamrod put on him so um yeah I I get it uh people probably look at this go like well one of these puts these guys on a two-fight losing streak doesn't matter at this point you know they're both veterans um Charles and and Gamrot uh a loss isn't going to kill them and a win you know could could do a lot towards um pushing Charles back to a teller shot or pushing uh to his first tele shot so I don't care about, like, again, not super concerned about how a win or loss affects these guys. I just want to see a fun fight. People may notice. that might That's going to be a theme with
2: some of my picks going forward here. I, this is interesting, doing Fazeev versus Oliveira. Yeah, I like it. I like that idea as well. Although I'm kind of mad at Rafael Fazev right now, if we're, if we're being honest. But it all worked out, so it's okay. Okay. Um, so here's my, <laughs> other, here's my other option, AK. It's a little out of the box. It's a rematch. It's a rematch one from seven years ago i like we're going from a different weight class mm-hmm. but i would love to see these guys run it back again and i think we could do it i think we could do it i think we can line this up i think it makes sense charles Oliveira versus max holloway too i would watch the hell out of that fight darius is my official answer but i'd love to see Oliveira versus holloway just get back after it at 155 that's just super fun you're a brilliant
3: and handsome man do i say that enough i said maybe i say handsome. no maybe i say handsome maybe I say brilliant but i don't think i say both together you are you are, so you're a brilliant and handsome man that's a great pick that and that's the kind of fights that max holloway should be taking at this stage of his career because if you're max holloway there's obviously so many great challenges 145 and 155 but it's like you've you've been to the mountaintop you you've you've had these marquee fights it's hard to go back and fight like the number 12 ranked by the way the number he would he would but this is a much more exciting thing for him. Um, go back up to 155, dabble there, uh, and take an f- awesome fight with Charles Oliveira. You're right. And, and and give us another chance to see that one. Because the first one ended with an injury, if yeah. I'm not
0: mistaken. Yeah. It's like yeah. a
3: shoulder injury. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that like muddies up the, the results. Like I'm sure Holloway deserved to win that fight. But it was definitely a little bit of an unsatisfying end.
2: I completely agree. And that's why I would love to see it again. the UFC that's wants to, to have some fun. So –
1: Find a location near you at
2: bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: Aljamain Sterling had some fun yesterday. He dominates TJ Dillashaw. And we didn't get the full story of this fight told because of the injury to Dillashaw. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think this fight, it's obviously more competitive, but I think Sterling just trucks him. I didn't realize just how much bigger he was going to be than TJ Dillashaw. Like Dillashaw looked like a, a flyweight and Aljo looked like a freaking featherweight in there. It was crazy. But what we learned the most is that this fight should have never happened. Jose Aldo should have gotten his damn title shot, but I am not here to beat that drum again. Cause we could do this for another hour. We did up for like 20 minutes on the post fight show yesterday, but Aljo gets it done, finishes Dillashaw. He's as the show states on to the next one. And It's another cheap answer, but I'm just going to go with it, and I'm pulling another name off the board. It's Sean O'Malley, and this is a no-brainer. It's Mm -hmm. the biggest fight that this guy can get right now, and I think Sterling could do very, very well in that fight, and I already saw some comments in here already, but because in this, I went off on a tangent on the post-fight yesterday because it annoyed the crap out of me. (laughs) I heard the name that I didn't want to hear from Dana White. It made me so angry to hear Dana White say it, and I'm not even going to say that name right now. But Dana and Aljo, oh, Aljo, what are you doing? Aljo should have jumped on this full force with O'Malley too. They didn't, but this is the fight. No matter how you scored his win over Piotr Jan, you got to go all in on this. We'll get into Piotr Jan in a moment, but what are we doing here? Why is Aljo not jumping on this? Like, he matches up incredibly well with Sean O'Malley. Like, he should win this fight, and it's the biggest fight he can get right now. This is bigger than Cejudo. This is bigger than Cejudo. You want to know why? You want to know why, AK? Because nobody cares. Nobody cares about Henry Cejudo. This is the first time Dana White has said his name in two years, and now we're gonna do it after Sean O'Malley just beat young Controversial or not, Sean O'Malley, the guy you build to get to this point, and then it, when it's time to coordinate him, when it's time to put this man over, you say Henry Cejudo's name. I don't get it.
3: I know it's an obvious one, but Mike, I think this counts as a as a. One, two, three. Friends, Friends forever. forever. Perfectly I mean, timed, as always. We, as we always, always, we yeah. always nail it. We always nail it every time. I don't uh, want to yeah. give the
2: lobbyist show here.
3: Oh, but. you're right. <laughs> you don't give them a free show. That's 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 a, that's an <laughs> evening thing. Um, yeah, it, 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 let's hope the UFC does not complicate the situation. If if O'Malley's healthy, if Sterling's healthy, if their timelines line up, just make the fight happen now. Um, Cerrudo is just brutal i mean he had a tweet last night let's bring the title back to america oh god what The hell does that? i don't even want to get into it like I, I had but i had to bring it up for anyone who missed it what the hell does that even mean i don't even know like i don't want to I, I, again if i get into it it's going to lead to some ugly accusations on my part i don't oh, you guys can see the tweet you guys can figure out what he's alluding to yourself you are you, you our listeners and our viewers are smart people um that was a very strange comment to make and super dumb. Uh, so, yes, no, he doesn't. Suhuda should not get anywhere near Aljamain Sterling right now. Uh, it is O'Malley. Uh, I guess I don't know if we can want to talk about that now, Mike. You know, you know I have some thoughts on that decision. Uh, I will be doing a robbery review. Don't worry, people. Uh, I said online, I was like, it's not a robbery. But, but I will watch it again. I will watch it again with an open mind because I will say, we say this all the time when we're doing coverage on fight night we're probably not scoring as closely as we could be we're juggling like you know five or six other things we're working we're writing um so people were watching the fight more closely than me and a, a lot of people saying it's a robbery certainly everyone in the media uh, including myself scored it for young I I, I would have scored it uh 29 28 Jan. Um, but i thought you could give one and three to o'malley and i saw a lot of media members saying the same thing that you could have given one and three to o'malley that you could have given it that you know you could have scored it the other way so i'll elaborate more on that in the robbery review but i'll just say guys i know and made decisions we saw all the media scored it but go find the individual comments you have almost just many people saying it was a close fight so if you have like half those people saying it was a close fight how much of a robbery could it be i'm not saying the judges didn't get it wrong But that judges getting a fight wrong is not the same as a robbery. I know it's it's a nuanced thing, but uh, and people will disagree. They got it wrong. It's wrong. Wrong as a robbery. Fine. I don't agree. Um, Really great fight. And O'Malley has, in my mind, earned that title shot. Can he beat Sterling? I don't know. We had a lot of people saying he wouldn't even be competitive against Piotr Jan. Guy has a fan base. The guy knows how to sell a fight. Unlike Aljo, who, like you said, should be going in, should have started selling this fight already. He has a youthful fan base. This is a fan base that the UFC is constantly trying to tap into and for the longest time couldn't. And guys like Conor McGregor and, you know, and yes, now Sean O'Malley really did a lot to help bring in that audience. So um, there's just no reason not to go down this road. If, if everyone's healthy, if you can get all the all the contracts to line up. Um, I know O'Malley said he might want to renegotiate. We'll see how that goes. UFC is not in love, I think, with renegotiating after you have signed, you know, you're in the middle of an existing deal. But uh, if they does if he does get a title fight, they should make him whole. Uh, same with Aljo because uh, it could be a big one.
2: I'm keep. I, I have this up for a reason because and and look, I I I'm a stubborn dude. I'll be the first one to say it. I'm a stubborn dude. I'm a stubborn dude. And sometimes we do these live shows on onto the next one. I get a little grumpy. I get a little grumpy on the shows mostly because I'm didn't really get a lot of sleep and I got to sleep a little more but I didn't sleep at all like Friday. So I am kind of grumpy right now, but I will say this. I could not disagree with this comment more. I could not disagree with this comment more. Alger didn't jump on the bandwagon for O'Malley because he'll make more money fighting Henry Cejudo. I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. O'Malley is the bigger money fight right now. No doubt about it. Everyone is talking about this guy. Good or for bad. They're all talking about this guy and I'm not saying, and, and let me just clear this up again. I'm not saying I don't want to see Henry Cejudo fight again. I do want to see him fight again. I would love to see him fight again. I'm not taking anything away from what this guy has done. But this guy screwed over the UFC. He turned his back on the company. They put him in this big spot on a pay-per-view. They gave him a very good matchup to style against Dominic Cruz. And he did just that. And then right when they were trying to build him up, because he was getting there. He was getting to that star level. He probably needed another win or two. But he was getting there, and the UFC was putting him in that position. And he just says, nope, I'm out. You're not paying me enough. I'm a star. Peace out. And that same night, Dana White said, okay, he's gone. Piotr Jan's going to fight for the title backs. They didn't care. They didn't care that he left, and the division has moved on without him. The flyweight division has also moved on without him. The Bantam, the bantamweight division moved on. Featherweight division moved on. Everybody moved on. Everybody moved on. All I ask from you, Henry Cejudo, is one thing. Go fight somebody. Not for the belt. Go fight Piotr Jan. That makes perfect sense right now. That's the fight I would book. That's the exact fight I would book is Piotr Jan versus Henry Cejudo. And guess what? If Henry Cejudo beats Piotr Jan, give him a style shot. And then that's a big fight. But the point is, I don't believe he's fighting anybody. I don't think Henry Cejudo is going to fight anybody. Because this whole notion of I'm only coming back for a title shot is ridiculous it's ridiculous go fight somebody anybody go fight Dominic cruz again i don't care go fight somebody in the top 10 win and then you get a title shot that's it that's like no one's saying anything crazy here just go fight somebody and win and then you could have a title shot that's all no big deal and this is great and if henry wins that fight this is very good for the division it's great for the division but right now nobody cares nobody cares
3: uh he's not coming back to fight but you're, you're he's, he's never coming back and you're right mike nobody cares this he'll we'll, we'll still maybe mention his tweets every now and then he's still an important relevant figure in mma history two division champion olympic gold medals all that stuff a great fighter a great fighter not a proven star or draw by any means as you said he he kind of cut off his own his own legs before he got to that point he was he was close he was close, and now he is talking as if, again, now he tweets and he comments and talks as if he he was this massive star in his prime, and he was a great fighter. Maybe one of the, maybe, if you're just going by accomplishments, one of the 20 best fighters in UFC history. That's you, he, he's that good, 20 best fighters ever, but he was he is not one of the 20 biggest stars in UFC history. No way. I, I, I maybe wouldn't even put him in like the top 40. There are so many people who are more famous, more well-known, bigger draws have a have a stronger fan base than henry cejudo so again with respect to a guy who has done so much in combat sports um, amazing combat sports athlete um not a star on the level that he thinks he is and uh you know as soon as as soon as he's i, I don't know if he'll ever stop talking about fighting again
2: but uh, if that day comes it, it can't come soon enough mike so yeah, I mean we're all over the place because we're just pulling names off the board, left and right here. So to me, I would love to see Yan versus Zuhudo, but we're not going to see it. Zuhudo's not going to take that fight. So give me Yan Cheeto Vera. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that because Cheeto's not going to get a title shot. If you want to do Yan versus Cheeto, I'm fine. But Yan's just in a weird position. There's really no wrong answer with Jan. I mean the right answer is Zuhudo, Cejudo, but Zuhudo's not going to fight him. So if you want to do Yan Cheeto, I'm in. And uh, yeah, what do you think? I was selfish
3: with my, I feel like I was selfish with my Oliveira Gamrot pick, and I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. And this is a fight where I don't care what it means for either guys' ranking or losing streak. I need to see Jan and Yanez. I need to see hashtag Jan Yanez. I think Yanez is the best boxer in the UFC. I have said, I have written this down in an article when we discussed who's the best boxer in the UFC. We did a roundtable. I picked Yanez uh jan is right up there i think someone else picked Piotr Jan and quite logically i think Jan was the champion at the time or the interim champion uh so you can't go wrong with that but guess what we have a great this this is the beauty of mma you can throw them in a cage and they can figure it out um hopefully Jan would decide not to mix the martial arts i do think he's a little more well-rounded than Jan is and we just got uh kickboxing with four-ounce gloves as it were that's that's what i'm and with ground and pound that's what i'm looking for i need to see these two guys fight someday i'm impatient it was up to me i would have them fight next i think yanez deserves a big fight um and i think piotr jan would be a great option for him so Mike, i'm just, i'm just going all in man i'm skipping steps i'm 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 not i'm not thinking straight i just want to see big exciting fights now and uh, and yanez would be my pick for jan someone's mad about a take being ridiculous
2: someone I mean, we did, there, yeah you I mean, got to nar- you got
3: to narrow it down we say yeah. we we <laughs> we we make like half a dozen ridiculous uh, takes every hour so uh you gotta narrow it down, guys. I,
2: if, just, if you're saying it's a Cejudo take, you're incredibly wrong about you saying that's a bad take, because that's a tremendous take, and it's correct. It's the right take. It's it's uh, right. Mike, but, we didn't mention we didn't mention TJ. And so I'm here, sure, and I'm not sure we should. <laughs> I don't know. I like it, this this might be the most this might be the most difficult person to match make for because this dude shouldn't have fought. He shouldn't have been fighting, he should not have gotten into this fight. Aldo should have got the fight. And then hearing that he's been injured since April and his shoulder was jacked up the entire time. The fact that this dude took this fight is ridiculous. I don't care that he apologized to this division. It was just, it, this fight shouldn't have happened. And we were right all along when it comes to the Jose Aldo thing. However, I don't know how to matchmake for this guy. Cause I don't know when he's coming back. And to me, like if he was coming back in like five months, I'd give him like Ricky Simone. Like that's who I would give him somebody like that. A young whippersnapper. Who, it's just a tough fight. Like it's just a really tough fight. I'm not giving. I'm not doing T.J. Gilisha any favors here. He's getting the the toughest, highest risk, lowest reward matchup in my eyes because of all of this. So, I would do that, but I just don't know how to match make for him right now because I don't know how long he's gonna be out for. I don't even know if this dude's gonna fight again. Like I I have no idea where he goes after all of this. So I'll. I literally have no clue. So, what do you think? What, what did you come up with? Because this is this was the toughest one for me because I just nothing really makes sense because we just don't know anything right now. Again, I'm I'm going with with fantasy matchmaking here. I want to see that
3: cruise rematch still. I want to see that cruise rematch forever. Cool I thought too. TJ I thought TJ won the first fight. Given the state of his shoulder, I don't know if he could win the second. On the other hand, Dominic Cruz isn't exactly a spring chicken, and he's pretty much tied together by by string at this point. So. It might be a little sad. It might not really capture the magic of the first one. You do have two guys who are shop-born who've had a ton of injuries in their career. Again, one with TJ now super notable right in front of us. That played out live on pay-per-view. Very depressing to watch. But if we're going to have TJ fight again against a somewhat notable opponent, it should be Dominic Cruz. Um, Dominic Cruz could... <laughs> I mean, Dominic Cruz, if he thinks that shoulder's wonky, he could wrestle too. We talked about before Aljo, the only guy to like take TJ down and control him for even... like. 30 seconds was Dominic Cruz so maybe he would go that route um but uh, I'm willing to take that risk I I, I want to see them fight again I don't know if what happens we were saying with Dominic Cruz like for some reason they seem very adverse to booking him in Legends fights we want to see him fight Frankie Edgar that felt like that was out there forever we want to see him fight um Jose Aldo we felt like that was out there forever maybe Dominic Cruz doesn't want it maybe he's he's maybe Dominic Cruz is thinking no I, I want to keep fighting up and coming guys so that I can stay relevant in the rankings. But um i i don't know how I, I don't know how i feel about that i'd love to see the crews rematch i want to take a comment here from dark cloud and see uh just talking about the Shawn, the o'malley fight uh sean was taken down over and over again if damage is what matters and not control then why is aljo currently champ uh first of all i will say like when i do the robbery review people will see how much i'm going to factor out a lot of those takedowns that Jan did they, they really did not matter aljo the round that people always talks about where he can where he had uh uh, excuse me Jan's back for like four minutes he actually did he, there was one moment where he had a huge burst of ground and pound where he was really laying it on on um, Jan it was not prolonged I will say it was not very long which is why people say it should have been a 10-9 not a 10-8 I kind of understand that but it's also a round where uh, unlike all the rounds with uh, O'Malley and Jan um, like Jan literally did nothing in that one round I think it was the second round sorry second or third round of the rematch with Aljo so why is Aljo currently champ well one a legal a knee in the first fight second fight uh he had he ha- he did actually do damage it, it was not just control um it wasn't a lot of damage but it was f- more damage than Jan did on the ground to O'Malley um at UFC 280 except for like a, a nice burst at the end um kind of like some hammer fist at the end of the at the end of the fight but again I I I'll, I'll, I'll look it over but I think people need to stop harping on the takedown thing so much like the takedowns in the O'Malley jan fight really didn't shouldn't factor in.
2: Yeah, I guess I, I, like I I'm going to go back and watch it again. Uh, oh, yeah. I, actually, I, yeah. I I scored the first round for O'Malley just because I thought oh, yeah. he did. I, yeah, I just thought his his shots were more impactful. And that's not a stunning revelation. Pierre Jan loses like every single first round. But that was our concern. The
3: f- the right? That ruled. was our concern going in about a three-round fight. We said, is he going to give up a round? And then all that has to happen is O'Malley has to win half of another, not even a full round. He has to win one round and then half another round. And that's how you end up possibly stealing a split decision, right? This was the a, lot, a concern for a lot of Jan betters and a lot of uh, a lot of people ping Yan, was this is not a five round fight. He doesn't get to turn on the, you know, turn on the machine uh, late in the second and then just and just truck his opponent for the next three rounds. He actually had to like fight with some urgency. And I thought, Jan, I mean, and by the way, Jan fought amazing. Obviously, good enough to win on all the media scorecards. A lot of fighters study won, um, but
2: uh, I I just don't think there's any problem with an O'Malley score. Uh, I see Sexy, Sexy uh, going, he's What's trolling this? with the, not trolling, but he's, he's, he's uh, spamming with the, what did we make of Habib and the, the callout? We already addressed that. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. So, yeah, so smart.
3: Yeah, nothing but respect for the post fight shenanigans of uh, Makachev and and their team.
2: <laughs> it was it was perfect. They should do so this all, as much as possible.
3: So good, Benil, get someone who can help you with this stuff because. It's... <laughs> and by the way, Benil, I get it. Benil has greater concerns. He 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 he's he's always kind of shouting out important causes, and he's very politically oriented. That's fine, um, but at some point, Benil, you got to go into business for yourself you got to go into business for yourself and get that. Because maybe you become world champion. You have a bigger platform to uh, to espouse your political and religious views and all that. So uh, anyway, but that's a whole other thing.
2: Yeah, and, and the, uh, the, the case against that is that, oh, Benil's not a trash talker. You don't have to be a trash talker. Just say, mm-hmm. hey, hey, Islam, great performance, buddy. Great performance. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You are the best lightweight in the world. And much like another man I respect, Habib Nurmagomedov, the guy who laid down the challenge to Alexander Volkhodovsky, Habib is a man of his word. When he says something, he means it. When he says he's not fighting again, I believe him. Are you a man of your word, Islam? Because you mentioned my name. You said you would love to fight me. You said you would love to give me a title shot if I won. Habib's a man of his word. Are you a man of yours? I believe you are. So let's do it. Let's do it. You said my name. Let's do the fight. Like, you just say that. You don't have to be like, Islam MFR, You took everything I worked for. That was my title shot. You don't need to say that. But... I get he's got to get there. He's got to get there, but did even, man, and even, F- even that little bit you suggested, Mike, is too much for him. You, yeah, you, you, it's so you, nice. He just he won't, he it's won't so nice. do it. He won't do it. I know he won't. Uh, did man and Fioro do enough to get a title shot? Yes, moving on. She's fighting for the title. Okay, <laughs> I, well. I just like Valentina likes to stay busy,
3: she likes to stay busy. Um, and we can keep talking about the Nunez rematch. It just doesn't, it just never feels like either of them is super motivated to do it. It doesn't feel like Dana White is super motivated to do it. It's really hard to get the memory of that second fight, I think, out of people's minds. So I would hope enough time has passed and we can kind of safely assume it won't go the same way because that second fight is real bad. It's not It's not like Esparza, uh, Namajunas bad, but I don't think people remember how bad it was. I think people are a little more outraged that they thought Shevchenko won. And that's kind of like when people look back at that fight, that's why they want to see it again. They're like, oh, we'll give Valentina one more shot. But I don't think people realize like what a bad style matchup they are, just from an entertainment standpoint. They just are both like really like Nunez, Valentina Tschertenko, top shelf technical fighter, very patient. Um, Nunez has a lot of respect for her, so she just won't like rush in and and and, and attack her as she would some other opponents. Uh, and that was kind of true of both of their fights. The first one a little more eventful, but the second fight was horrible. So I don't know if we see that one. And I love uh, Valentina just racking up title defenses. Uh, Manon didn't like blow the doors off with her win don't get me wrong but listen you take a decision from Caitlin Chukagan, that's actually super hard to do she she is the decision uh, Chukagan is the decision like master so if you can if you can win a decision I don't care what the circumstances and one that's pretty free of controversy I'm not saying it was dominant but like I think everyone agreed Manon Field won that fight um, again this is almost like what we said uh, sort of the top of the show uh, <laughs> not quite in the level of Volkanovsky Makachev but You've been building Manel up for this moment. She is ready. She wants it. Uh, I think she wants it a little more than Alexa Grasso, which is probably smart on Grasso's part. Um, I don't know how much more upside Manel has, if we're being honest. Just, I think she's a pretty finished product, despite only uh, you know being 11 fights into her career. This is, this is who she is. And I don't know if, if we need to see more before we throw her in there shevchenko is going to be probably a minus 1200 favorite but that's fine It's shevchenko it's what she does i don't mind people wanting to see um uh, firo get some more seasoning but if the champ wants to stay busy and the champ wants to keep collecting champ paychecks you got to just give her an opponent and uh, Menon's the one there we go yes wasn't that an enthusiastic endorsement for a uh, <laughs> firo uh, shevchenko title
2: fight like she's got to fight somebody yeah, US, um, UFC. Yeah. UFC 286. She's got to fight somebody. <laughs> she does have to fight somebody, and it's gonna be Man and Fioro if uh-huh. she beats Alexa Grasso, because that's okay, where I'm okay. going. Let's just do it. I mean, at this point, like, what? What's what's a few more months? Just I, this wasn't a, a performance that that blew the, everybody away. So if if and Alexa got the main event win, I, I'm fine with the, them doing it. If they give her the title shot, cool. But uh, I, I just don't know what Valentina's going to do. I, do. I don't know what she's going to do. But let's talk about a guy that everybody wants to talk about. And if you told me this was going to be the case heading into this card, I wouldn't say it was. It would be like completely shocking. But Blah Muhammad got over with everybody, and I think a lot of people owe this man an apology because no one was picking him to beat John Brady. No one that I saw was picking Blah Muhammad to win. We thought it was an intriguing matchup. We thought Bilal had more pressure on, like, you you could have made a strong case that Bilal Muhammad had more pressure to win than anybody else on this card, including the main event and the co-main event. Like, he had, it was all in. It's all in for Bilal from here on out until he gets a title shot. He's got to beat everybody that's in front of him. And Sean Brady was a tough test. Not only did he beat him, he finished him, and he did it in a way and in a location that he looked like a star doing it. So this is a huge moment for Bilal Muhammad. I picked against him. I'm done doubting this man. My one concern with Bilal was never the fighting style. It was never his skill. It was the mic work. The mic work has been horrific from this guy. And he almost went down the road again. I was, I was about to yell and get so mad at Bilal Muhammad because he called out Leon Edwards. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're not getting that fight right now. It's not happening. And then he was like, uh-oh. Beep, beep, back up the truck. I got to do a U-turn. And then he went and did the Shemayev call out without saying the man's name. He could have done it better. But Bilal's getting better. He he, he realized, uh-oh, I I shouldn't have said that. Backed it up, hit rewind, ha- called out Shemayev. And if they can't get Colby to fight Hamzat, I think this is it. I think he's getting it no matter what. Like, it. it, it all the chips are in the middle. And if Bilal wins, this is the fight for him. If he wins, he's undeniable. It is a risky fight, obviously, but this is the path to a title shot. If he wants to fight for the belt in the next few years, he's got to fight Hamza. He's got to beat him. I do like the Gilbert Burns idea as well, but I think if you have a choice here, if the UFC is like, here, you want to fight Gilbert Burns or you want to fight Hamzat Shemaev, you jump on Hamzat Shemaev 1,000%. Are, are you here? Is, is this the one we're doing? Mike? one two three four
3: friends, friends
2: forever. forever people are
3: literally looking at me right now good it's let awesome. them let them i bet they, i bet they wish they had a friends forever right. moment so you're all jealous They're- i <laughs> got the voice i the voice of an angel they're so jealous of us. I've right the voice now. of
2: Casey Lydon.
3: Uh, yeah. Listen, Shmaev's a great <laughs> fight for um, and it's a great fight for Shmaev. Shmaev has to do some reputation rebuilding right now. I mean, listen, we all, and he got into some weird brawl at 280. Like, people are just kind of looking at him as some can't make weight jackass right now. When six months ago we we're saying this dude's the welterweight champion, like, like, oh, well, Usman's just holding the belt for him or whoever. You know, after Edwards won the belt, people were like, well, Usman's gonna. I mean, I mean, if if you thought Shmaev was gonna truck Usman. He's going he's gonna to friggin wreck Leon Edwards. This guy was anointed. He was in the same position Makachev was, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year. If you're Jed Mishu, we we're already calling him the number one lightweight in the world. A lot of people think Hamza's the best welterweight. He has to prove again he can make 170. I saw so many comments after he missed that he's never making it again, um, which I disagree with. But, I, I mean, look, he missed really badly. You're going to get a reaction like that from people and saying, like, oh, well, if you missed by that much. Again, the miss is always worse because you know he kind of stopped cutting at some point. If, if uh, he had chosen to completely destroy his body and end up in the hospital, probably could have gotten down to like what 173, 174, which is still horrible. Um, so he has to prove that he can make 170 safely again. And yes, he has to beat another tough opponent. He he really he really dropped the ball um, with not making wait for that Diaz fight because that was a freebie. That was a, I think he I think we all agree he would have annihilated Diaz. Um, and and would he, does he deserve a title shot off off that i don't know but they were gonna give him one he was going to get leon edwards now now he has to fight a really tough guy in muhammad a guy who i think he'll go in big favorite minus 300 minus 400 that's fine um but like this is this is a fight shamayev needs as much as muhammad does and as you said mike if muhammad can can end the shamayev hype train i mean we'll be talking about him as like as one of the most like unbelievable runs to a title shot that we've seen because he's just kind of been consistent He's been, uh, he's starting to put on more exciting performances. Um, I don't know if people agree because, you know, the way he controlled Luke and Thompson, for me, that was exciting to watch just because, like, I didn't think you could do that to those guys. Uh, so, yeah, I'm all in. Muhammad Shamayev. I don't know where we need to make this happen, but um, you can do Las Vegas. You
2: could do an international show. Let's do that fight. It's a great fight. Yeah. Blal's next fight needs to be a big one. So, if, if it's not Shamayev, and I know Gilbert Burns will hate to hear this, but. I wouldn't mind him them doing I don't think Mazadal would take the fight, but it's it'd be a good little reward for Bilal to fight Jory Mazadal, because again, it's it's the name value of the win. I know he's on a losing streak. I know people have kind of turned on Mazadal. I understand that, but Mazadal's still a name, he's still a draw. People obviously care about what he has to say and his fights and all that stuff. So yeah, I mean Bilal's in a great spot right now. He's in a great spot and for a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back. So let's go to the wild card round. We'll matchmake for some we have not matchmade for yet, AK. So where are you going with this? First off, did we both take Makayev? Yes. Okay. All right. Are we about to have a, a, a wild
3: card friends forever moment, possibly? Have we ever because had one of those? I think I know I where you're going. We,
2: I, I think we I might have.
3: Know. I saw people throwing this name out in social media and immediately I was like, yeah, that's the way to go. It's a perfect. It's a veteran guy. It's a great grappler. Uh, it's a ranked guy. I want to say he's in our rank. Uh, we're not going to have a friends for moment. Oh, we're not going to have friends for him. OK, because I am no. ready to give uh, young Makayev a ranked opponent. Uh, he is. And by the way, he himself is ranked in our rankings. He is tied for 12th, I believe. He's tied for the number 12 spot. Uh, and the person I'm matching up with is our number 15. Well, Mr. Tim Elliott. Uh, great grappler like it. yeah he has been a title he's, he's fought for the title he's just always a tough out uh I do think we didn't see the best of Makayev at uh at US 280 and I also thought Malcolm Gordon was a really game opponent so shout outs to my fellow Canadian uh Malcolm Gordon uh but uh Makayev he, he, he pulled out a win he got he got the finish in the end um so still, still a good night he's 22 years old I keep telling people, you're going to see these things with guys like him and Aaron Blanchfield and, and Tetsuo Taira and, and whoever, any of these un, uh, under 25 people. You're going to see inconsistent nights. You're going to see off nights. What were you doing when you were 22? You probably weren't, uh, you not you, Mike, but the the listeners, the viewers. You probably weren't uh, Mr. and Mrs. You know, super Reliable. Uh, you probably had weird days where you just weren't at your best. You didn't perform. Now imagine doing that, except you're a cage fighter. Uh, and there's all these like a million other variables that affect your profession. You're not going to have your best nights. And guess what? He still, I would say, won every round and finished the fight. So not too bad. But I think he's ready for a step up. Um, I think he could beat Tim Elliott. And if he doesn't, I wouldn't be disappointed. It's okay. This young man's got to take a loss someday. Maybe it's better he takes it now before he's on his his true charge towards uh, you know a title shot.
2: I like it. Um, I mean, it depends on how you look at this, whether or not we're taking a little bit of a step higher or right around the same. I don't know. It, it, it depends on how you look at it. I also picked Muhammad Hayev and I went. I, there are a couple of dream matchups at this division that we've had to break up, unfortunately, due to time. Okay? So Tyson Nam has a new opponent in, mm-hmm. in my eyes. Do Tyson Nam versus Tetsuro Tyra. Yes. I'm cool with that. Brennan Royval is about to fight Elbazi, and I think Royval is, is – I don't want to do Royval versus Mohayev. I don't want to do that. I, I think we need to see a little bit more. This is going to be a tough test for him. And his name is Manel Cap. That's the one. Like, I'm ready to see it. Just do it. Let's just do it. Put these two dudes together. And let's just see what happens. Because we got to get Manel in the cage, man. We got to get this dude in the cage. We have to. We have to. And I want to see it. I want to see what happens when these two fight each other. And I think Makaev can beat him. Like, I think Makaev can beat him. But Manel is just is a super powerful dude and it just takes one with this guy but i would favor Makayev to win that fight but i just want to see what would happen if those two guys fought and i'm ready to see it right now
3: uh Mel cap number 11 in our rankings so one spot ahead of Makayev functionally uh, i wonder after when the new rankings come out this week people look out for those i wonder if Mikaev will leap over him with the win i'm not sure i'm not sure how much that performance affected it. i think i did move Makayev. Up. I might not have had Makayev ranked. I'm not sure. Um, again, I've, I've been very slow rolling with my uh, Makayev hype. But um, in some ways, I was impressed by Saturday's performance. In some ways, again, felt he has a long way to go. Uh, I like it. I like it. That's that might be the one of the most Ryzen-y, uh, non-heavyweight Ryzen-y matchups that you can make in the UFC because that's exactly like if this was in Ryzen, they would have no hesitation throwing Makayev into the cage uh, with. Uh, Or into the ring excuse me with Manel cop that's the kind of just kind of stuff they do that's kind of just how japanese mma works it's like if they think a fight is intriguing they don't care if you're ready for it or not it's like just get in there and also if you lose it's you know the culture is a little different over there they're like okay you lost we're just going to book you again you know on our next show and you'll get right back on the horse so um yeah i love it i love it mike it's a big risk big risk for both guys uh uh, again Manel cop could hand his first loss micaiah could make cap look really bad maybe worse than anyone we've seen just his wrestling is so friggin dominant so good his grappling is so strong such an explosive young athlete but uh cap's explosive as well so yeah i love it man flyweight again we keep saying it. flyweight not the deepest division but so many good matchups
2: so many good potential matchups i love it yeah yeah the guy's the problem uh i, I love jed's take and i completely agree with him that kind just needs to go in there and get mad at somebody yeah he just get mad like he just he's always smiling like-
0: He's always always smiling.
2: smiling. I'm having
3: a. I'm a young guy. I'm having a good time. That's great.
2: That's great. But you're about to get punched in the face, bro. Yeah. And don't ask Dana for 50 Gs when you're Um, on minus 11. He hit all the. uh,
3: He did the. What did he? He did the for 50 Gs, and then he did. He did two like cliches. He had a lot of cliches. Uh, Again, he's a young guy who pretty much when he does interviews is just kind of. You can tell he's doing the playbook of other people he's heard talk this and this isn't just ma this is every sport every sport watch young guys who come up in the like the rookies and, and young players like they just kind of repeat the talking points of guys before them you know they they've had the kind of media training MMA fighters don't have that training their media training is YouTube uh Khabib uh Conor McGregor depending who you want to emulate uh maybe George St Pierre if you're a Canadian guy I don't know um but uh yeah he's he's, he's not he's still he's still figuring out who he is again 22 years old turn 22 in july it's not even close to 23 yet so
2: all right so i probably i probably like seven minutes okay before i have to wrap all this up so let's we're go gonna right open we're, we're yeah. open the floor we're opening right, the floor let me tell people in the comments send
3: oh, I'm doing this. all right send so we got in, matchmaking go thoughts
2: something fun something serious out of the box from this card uh let's get after it let's get after it so put them in the chat we'll pull them up on the screen We'll yeah discuss. and
3: unless i won't read the usual disclaimer because we don't have time i'll just add on uh let's not you know guys you know listen anyone who has any wild ideas about habib coming back he's not coming back i don't know why anyone would suggest that it's just stupid mike it's just stupid that anyone would say that like <laughs> oh charles Oliveira is going to beat islam and then obviously which didn't even happen and that that's going to motivate him there's no scenario where habib comes back now and for anyone like ahead of the fight to even suggest it ridiculous and embarrassing i can't i don't know I don't, i'm not naming names i don't know who would suggest such a thing but pff,
2: just absurd hilarious just okay absurd. uh there's i mean there's matchmaking and there's other questions as well right. so let's who has the best chance to feed is on makachev right now okay oh god uh nobody um uh uh, uh kamar
3: Usma. i don't know someone at welterweight i just <laughs> I, I don't think there's anyone at 155 who like i think let, let me let me let me get back to you on that one i'm just looking at my top 15. dean I don't like anyone's chances to beat this guy right now at 155. Uh,
2: I think Volkanovski, like, I don't think Volkanovski beats Islam, but I, I do think stylistically it's on paper. Like I said, I and I picked Oliveira to win, but it was just, it was more of a vibes thing. It was more of, and I just need to see this guy lose. And then, and like, once I see it, then I know it's like actually realistic that it can happen because Oliveira has defied logic. With the streak he was on. He's and Makachev's just been near perfect throughout all of this. So everything on paper told told me Makachev was gonna win this fight. I still um, believe Makachev beats Volk, but I think stylistically, I it, I think it's a more competitive fight on paper than the Oliveira fight, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just no, think I, yeah, but I yeah. love I love the fight. I I'm I would pick Islam, but yeah, I'm into it. Like, I think it's a. I think it's more competitive on paper for sure.
3: I'll say maybe a Hamzat if Islam goes up to a 170. There you go. If 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 Hamzat can still make 170 and Islam decides to go up there, uh, yeah, maybe I'll go. I'd pick Shemaya.
2: I mean, we don't. Will counter fight again? Probably. Um, I mean, do you want to respond to this? Because we talked about it, we were reacting to it live uh, on our yeah. Uh,
3: I, I I I don't know. I don't know if I missed. It. I'll have to watch closely. Uh, was, were they were that were they that blatant? I wasn't. Uh, I, I, I don't
2: wasn't know. Like I don't bad. know if it was that many times. I know. So the question was thoughts on O'Malley for the podcast listeners. Thoughts on O'Malley grabbing the cage six plus times, and maybe it was that many times. It was a few for sure that mm-hmm. that we saw, and I reacted at the time. You know, you know what I said. AK. yeah, good. You know what I say, grab Do it again.
3: It. Do it. Keep
2: grabbing it because was he even why, warned?
3: Was I don't remember. I don't there was. I don't. Maybe that's
2: why I missed it. I don't recall a I warning mean, or a slapping of the hand. Yeah, or, there was like eleven warnings and yeah, a moving of the hand, but no penalty, no stopping of the action, no, no repercussions at all. So yeah, if, if thoughts on grabbing the cage six plus times, grab it twelve plus times because they yeah. ain't gonna call it and they ain't gonna stop you. Yeah, listen, if if
3: you're not cheating, you're not trying. You know that you're a Patriots fan, uh, Mike. So yeah, we, we we support it for sure. We uh, we
2: encourage. <laughs> Okay, All right. <laughs> It's gonna be one of those days. <laughs> you prick. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some some Armin Petrosyan love versus Puna.
3: Yeah, I I I I like yeah. that. I, I saw a lot of listener suggestions with like throwing him in there with like brawlers because yeah, I want to see people. Someone bring out sort of the the beast. Armin is if he wants to, he can pick you apart for three rounds. No problem. That's that's what this guy does. Uh, he's very technical. I'd need to see someone kind of because I saw uh, another one, uh, Bl- Blendado Silva, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, someone's just gonna get in his face and 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 make him fight. Maybe draw a knockout out of him. I don't know. So I like that.
2: Sean Brady versus Vicente Luque.
3: I like yeah, that fight. It's gonna happen. It's gonna. I don't know if it happens next. I feel like those two are definitely gonna share the cage at some point. Very nice. Very good pick.
2: What about O'Malley versus Sadudu?
3: First of all, Sadudu was a sick burn. Uh, Aljo, well done. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so, I can't remember. It was Cheeto, uh, cheddar? I don't know what do you say about Cheeto oh, Dorito? What do you call was, it? Cheeto that Dorito? Was,
2: that was terrible. <laughs> Sududu's <laughs> the <Tudu's laughs> is kind of funny. Sududu is
3: just that right level. I think I think I feel like Esther Lynn would find that hilarious. She loves that kind of stuff. Uh, very scatological. What was that, Mike? Uh, what was that who? What? <laughs> what, was that, what was even the pick? Oh, O'Malley versus Sududu. We kind of talked about this. Yeah, listen, that's a great fight for Sududu. If he beats O'Malley, then we can talk about all this other stuff. Just come back and beat someone besides asking for a title fight. So O'Malley would be fine.
2: Dillashaw versus Garbrand 3. I don't really have any interest what? in, in
3: seeing <laughs> rather I
2: would rather see because so, we, i pulled this up earlier uh-huh i would not and i mentioned this should be the should have been the fight for his return from the usada suspension anyways yeah what about dillashaw your eye favor
3: i'm okay with that too yeah of course yeah that's fine that's fine again guys who could wrestle and maybe mess up that shoulder even more but that's fine it, it just at least you can sell it it's sellable the name value the history i like it i saw some people like mirab versus dillashaw and i'm like what the f- is wrong with you why would you did you not just see what the hell happened when Aljo got his hands on him? Marab might rip that arm off. Why, what are we doing? <laughs> what, what the
2: hell's going on here? Uh let's see. Aljo Cheeto, Jan Marab, Sean versus Sanhagen, TJ Cruz 2, Bal Burns, Kryloff versus Lionheart. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah. I like that one. Okay. Wow. I mean Kyle Kyle versus Brendan Allen. We're already pushing him to the middle weightiest middleweight wow. title. Oh my goodness. I mean, listen, that I mean that is a that is that is <laughs> The most coveted spot in this division outside of the title is the number 16 spot uh i see i think somewhat jokingly
3: spiritual ed asking was charles rattled on the way to the octagon some fans seem to grab him and say something to him he looks spooked uh i don't i didn't i didn't notice that and i don't think i, I did notice that uh oh, yeah. i don't think he
2: was rattled though. no
3: Islam not just I, beat it's just beat his ass let's just be <laughs> let's be honest here Islam not just beat his ass i think
2: charles was rattled the second makachev hit him
3: yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's what rattled him.
2: Makachev punching him it in was the face. He like, was like, whoa, okay.
3: He was like, <laughs> this, dude, this dude's better than I that'll thought. That'll throw you paper. off real quick. Mike, uh, I want to read one thing about... I know I said no Habib talk, but I, I someone has my back on, on my stupid theory uh, that I had before the fight. And, and a first-time contributor, so I'll shout him. Alex Gwynn on Instagram said... Book Abubakar versus Hamza. They had a scuffle. They should settle it. This is to plant the seed and lure Islam up to 170. By the time this happens, Hamza will have the 170 strap. After Hamza obliterates Islam and teabags his unconscious body, he will fight Habib at 185. Habib will be a stepping stone on his 185 pound title run. I don't know if any of that made sense, Mike, but that's just kind of where those of us who are, 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 are the Habib Anon people who think Habib's going to come back. Uh, that's where we are mentally right now. We're in shambles. We are in shambles. We're not in a good place.
2: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. I heard the the teabag thing and I was like, oh, <laughs> Patty Pimble's fighting Jared Gordon. So there you go. We can finally uh, I saw that. To put, put that to, to rest.
3: Yeah, year versus Emmett for the number one spot. I think, like I said, because I'm in favor of Volkanovsky just getting a featherweight title fight, I think next week, I think that the cater. Uh, Arnold Allen winner could get it. I think Yair, who's had a habit of kind of like not fighting and getting big fights, could just fall into it after the Ortega non-fight. Um, so there's a lot of options for Volkanovski's title defense. But certainly Emmett is in there. Of course, he won that controversial uh, fight with Cater. Uh, so I'm still. Th- all of this is reminding me. Just let just let Volkanovski defend his title in Australia. We don't need
2: to see the Makachev fight there because I think I think he'll lose. Do you think Bla will have to fight Shavkat if he beats Jeff Neal? No, I I, I no. No, Heady, I, no, heading I, in, I, if Bilal, heading into the card, if you told me that Bilal was going to beat Sean Brady, I would have said yes to this question. But the way mm-hmm. that Bilal did it, the reaction that it got, the reaction from the fans afterwards, no, he's not going to fight Sean
3: That out. was awesome. And great stoppage, by the way. Great stoppage by who Who was the uh, who was the referee in that fight. Um, let me just look. I want to shout out. Shout outs to Lucas Bazaki. That was a great stoppage. I know people kind of oh, hate standing stoppages sometimes. Brady literally was not throwing back any. He wasn't, his hands weren't up. He wasn't throwing back punches. I get it. He's a super tough uh young guy. He can take the shots. He shouldn't. Uh, and people are saying there was like whatever, 30 seconds left in the round. It is not the referee's job to consider, oh, can this guy make it to the bell? They have to assess it literally it's just like, okay, is this guy getting effed up and is he not defending himself? I don't care if there's two minutes left in the clock or 30 seconds left on the clock. Is this guy in danger? Sean Brady, he, I think he saved Sean Brady some 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 brain damage there. So Lucas Musaki, very good stoppage.
2: Camarods are gone too. Sign me the hell up. It ain't gonna yep. happen, but I would sometime. I would, It'll uh, happen someday. I would uh I would watch crap out of that again. Yeah. I've watched the first fight 30 times. This is so good. Um
3: people send in those but keep sending them in, people, keep sending them in. What else we got? Yeah. What else we got? We got a couple minutes. Uh
2: what we don't have is time. So oh. uh I'm I'm Are trying to done? pull up a few more. Yeah, we okay. got like maybe another minute. I'll see if
3: there's any as as you're reading, I'll see if there's but any. But a lot news. of people agree.
2: Time. Brady was deer in the headlights. Uh Brady got saved. Good stoppage. I agree. Brady was not Mike. How there. do you feel about how do you feel about uh this is from who is this
3: from? I should say who's from Matt. No. Who's this from? Where this I had this great pick and I just totally lost it. Oh, it's multiple people. Uh, uh, Boralho Baral- versus uh, Mearshart. Put him in there with another grappler. What do you think of that?
2: I'm down for that. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I like it. I like it. I mean, these are the kinds of fights that Mearshart gets and loves <laughs> and is probably is like a plus 450 underdog and then wins and gets I submission. What, I don't know what we have with Kaio
3: yet. I really don't. I still don't know what he is. I don't know. What uh, he is.
2: He's good. He's good. He's, he's very good.
3: He's an effective but grappler. I don't, know, I don't know if he's like a top fifteen guy. They, they certainly. I, know be, I think they believe in him. I think the UFC believes in him. I think they're booking him really well. I think. I think whatever he is, they've done a great job with positioning him. Uh, I just myself have no strong gauge for what
2: what his future is. All right, we'll take one more. All right, uh, what's next for Marab after Aljo successfully? Yeah, destroyed? that's a great question. Uh, what's next? Okay,
3: not TJ Dillashaw. I'll say that much again. Anyone anyone who sent that in, that who DM me that you're a sick person, what's wrong with you? I'd like to see him maybe get a rematch with that uh, that six four kickboxer lady who like was throwing him around earlier this week. Uh, that was a bad look for him, he was getting flipped head over heels. Uh, Katerina, what was did you see you saw that right, Mike? Yeah uh sorry i should say I forget her name, the name. i forget her uh, name. I, I will say uh, katerina kabaleva uh that was a hilarious clip i thought that was lovely oh, so yeah. may, maybe maybe he wants to get that get get that one back because i would consider that a, a 10-8 for uh, katerina um what's next oh say i of course yeah, like yeah i like that fight
2: yeah i like fight. that's the way to go right yep i like that fight all right listen we go. i know this isn't the typical on- i wish we time. had more time i wish we had more me time. too me too but I, I i gotta get ready to roll yes. uh i gotta check out and pack and all that stuff um and i'm actually gonna meet gc and some of the mma hour production dudes uh watch a little football in a little so while lucky. before i have to go to the airport so uh so thank you ak thank you yes. for everybody who joined here and thank thank you for anyone who hopped into the watch party yesterday because that was yes. just ridiculously fun uh and it was chaotic and i was mad at Raphael faziv for a little while because he no showed us and i was not it was it was tough, but listen, things happen. Um, and then we got another special guest, and then he bailed on us. So, but luckily, the great MMA fighting staff stepped in short notice, made it happen. New York Rick Shaheen had to stick around for a lot longer than he anticipated. Uh, shout out to Drake Riggs, A.K. We'll have to get you in for the next one, for some positivity. And uh, just it was just so cool to to be in that studio, and you know, I, just. Being in the MAR studio. Now, it didn't look the same. The desk was out of there. By the way, Ariel, if you're watching this right now, I looked at it yesterday. It's all fixed. All fixed up, buddy. So when you walk in for the MAR, you are just ready to go. Nothing needs to be moved. Nothing needs to be touched. You're all <laughs> set, my man. You're all set, my man. So thank you for the studio in the studio. But we are done. Uh, AK, you're the man. We'll be back. You're oh, the yeah, man. We get a card next week. We get a card You're next week.
3: And thank you, everyone watching. Uh, thank you, everyone watching and, and who listens to this on the uh, podcast network
2: later. Yeah. Yes, normal uh, normal show next week. Podcast, right. you wanna, audio. You want to run it down real quick, marker Machine style? Uh, yes, hold on. Let me pull it up. Let's pull up this card. Cater versus Allen. The main event, that main event rules. Right now it's 11 fights, uh, which is perfect, which is perfect. And normal day MMA, 4 p.m. prelims. So I'm cool with that. Right? Or is it earlier than that? Uh, let me see the ESPN schedule right now. Go ahead, Mike. You just
3: run it down. I'll... All I'll, right. I'll, 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 I'll
2: so, it. main event, this is Vegas 63. Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen. Fantastic main event. This fight should not be in the apex. I'm sorry. Tim Means versus Max Griffin. Good fight. Dustin Jacoby, Khalil Roundtree. Great fight. Waldo Cortez Acosta versus Jared Vandera. It's a fight. That shouldn't be in the apex. That shouldn't be in the UFC. <laughs> uh Trah Gore, Josh Frem, That should be pretty chaotic and crazy. Okay. Uh Andre Orlovsky fighting oh, yeah. de Lima. Chase Hooper's that, back. They better move our I I know this is not the final lines lineup. They better move Arlovsky
3: Pizau onto the main card over Vandera and Cortez Acosta. What are what's going on?
2: What are we mm-hmm. doing? Yeah. But if we had to take a if if we had to take wagers on which fight's gonna be more exciting. It's probably not the Arlovsky oh, can we Can we respect the heavyweight goat here? Jeez. <laughs> uh, Chase Hooper's back against Steve Garcia. Joseph Holmes versus Jun Young Park. Roman Delizé, Phil Haas. Good fight. Uh, we could see Garrett Armfield fight at bantamweight this time around against Good. Christian Rodriguez. Cody Durden versus Klitsa Rodriguez. So not too bad. We lost a couple fights. We lost Jakar Close versus Mark Batson. Mark Batson is going to fight. Uh, but not on this card. He's fighting Grant Dawson November fifth. So that. Oh, okay. That's move. happening November fifth. We also lost Ilya Taporia. Ilya Teporia versus Edson Barboza. Barbosa. That's a bummer. Damn. That's a bummer. And there's like all these different reports of like what's happening with this featherweight division, and none of them are like done. So it's very strange. It's very weird. I don't know. I'm what's calling happening. it. I think the winner of this main event, if they win in impressive fashion. And say the right
3: thing, they get Volkanovski in Perth. I'm just saying, oh. I'm, I'm calling it, I'm calling it. Just, I've had some pretty bad predictions lately, and you guys can add this one to the pile.
2: All right, well, that's the end of the show. Back next week, we'll recap Vegas 63 from a matchmaking perspective. But until then, everybody, always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. is supposed to be fun, and we'll have more fun right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. Goodbye, everybody.